Let us be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, open our souls this day to your dreams. The dreams that you have for each of our individual lives, for our communities, and for this world. For this world who so needs your goodness and your righteousness and your care. Open us up to a dream to the dream. Amen. From that text, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after his, he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are, blessed are the poor, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst, the merciful, the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, those persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they will, they will, they will. True story and a personal story. If you'll please indulge me. Some of you know I was born on Election Day 1960, hence my name, John Fitzgerald, named after President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. It's interesting and telling and powerful how a name, our name, can shape us into who we are, who we become, what matters most to us in this life and in a life's work. And call. Almost 20 years after my birth, I began my first year at college as a political science major. And on the very first night of my studies at school, for the very first reading assignment I drew for my first poli-sci 101 class, I sat down at a table in the dormitory lounge and I opened up my textbook and then there was a speech by John F. Kennedy, a call to public service, to public service, service in life, to a cause, to ideals, to hopes, to dreams, bigger and beyond any efforts I might commit to my one own life alone, to live a life to live this life with that kind of idealism. Idealism. The quality of having a vision for human life, for communal life, locally, nationally, globally, which sees life, yes, as it is, but then imagines life absolutely as it might be, as it could be, as it should be, as it must be. Idealism. In the words of the British playwright George Bernard Shaw, you see things and say, why? But I dream things that never were, and I say, why not? Idealism. On this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, as our nation celebrates the legacy of a person of faith who had a dream, and not just for himself or for his own people, 
but for all people, all God's children, on our Sabbath Sunday, when as God's idealistic people, we gather once again to pray for a world and envision a world and be empowered to work for a world better and brighter and more just than the state of the world we currently inhabit. This morning, as we worship the ultimate of holy idealists, Jesus Christ, I'd like to ask us to talk about and think about and then ask ourselves just one question. Dare we still be idealistic? Idealistic dreamers for God. Idealists in the face of a world and a rough and tumble culture which these days can make it so, so hard to be idealistic. So first, idealists need a vision, a blueprint to stir the souls, to inspire action as citizens, as humans, as believers in a power greater than ourselves. Back to Kennedy and such a vision in a speech. Not the one that I had read in my book that night long ago, but another very famous call to idealism that he delivered almost 56 years ago, January 20th, 1961, his inaugural address. I have to say, I went and watched this on YouTube, and I would recommend you do the same. Several things are striking about his ideals and idealism that day, what he hoped for this land that he loved. But he was very succinct. That speech clocks in at just under 14 minutes. 14 minutes. Imagine that. But what idealism he expresses. Lofty and soaring ideals, not small or narrow ideological ideals, but instead moral and ethical and civic ideals, spiritual ideals, and perhaps most important, communal ideals. He said in part, And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Finally, whether you are citizens of America or citizens of the world, ask of us here the same high standards of strength and sacrifice which we ask of you. With a good conscience, our only sure reward with history, the final judge of our deeds. Let us go forth to lead the land we love, asking God's blessing and God's help, but knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. That's idealism. Because first, I believe for idealism to be holy It always calls for us, the bearers of a dream, to work for ideals and for hopes far beyond self alone. Beyond self alone. Do you hear that? Friends, idealism is always communal in nature. Always. Recognizes that we are all in this enterprise called human life together, whether in a world, a nation, a town, or a church. And so as holy idealists, we ask not what is in this dream for me, 
but more important, what is in this dream for thee, too, for all of us together in community? Then idealism is often about giving, not just getting, about sacrificing for a cause to achieve the best in the long run, not mere expedience for individual gain in the immediate or the now. Idealism is a call to arms, not of the physical kind, but arms of the spiritual kind. The power of folks organized for action to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Dare we be idealists, God's holy idealists. And first, we must have a dream for everybody. Everybody. Holy idealism. Just 30 months after Kennedy called America to shared sacrifice and work, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave an inaugurating address of sorts as well, not far from where JFK spoke, from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and that most iconic of idealistic calls, the I Have a Dream speech. An interesting side note to this, The parts of the speech that we most often quote and remember are all off script and and extemporaneous. Did you know that? He's on script, and the singer behind him says, tell us about the dream. He puts his speech aside, and then he speaks for the next 15 minutes straight from his heart. He preached in part. And so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. That's idealistic. Dare we be idealists? God's holy idealists. Then our dreams of faith in faith, like kings, must be tough and tenacious, everlasting and ever alive, even especially in these times when it might feel as if the whole notion of having any idealism or being idealistic or having a dream is somehow lost or Pollyanna-ish or out of fashion or quaint, or dismissed by the world of 2017 as unrealistic or too romantic for these hard-edged days we find ourselves living in. Friends, to be a dreamer takes great courage. Do you hear that? Great courage. The enemy of idealism is not realism, but cynicism. Cynicism. Friends, we live in incredibly cynical times, do we not? Times when any dream expressed 
can be so easily deflated and picked apart and critiqued and ravaged by an unrelenting media that pounces on anything and everything immediately, immediately, by a sometimes so jaded populace, so plugged into our devices that we have trouble just looking up and seeing the stars. Dare we be idealists, God's holy idealists, then we must have the courage to have a dream, to live a dream for God and with God that refuses to submit to the spiritual cancer of cynicism. A dream that always calls us to look up and to look out and to have hope and to fall down and then to get back up and to keep on keeping on. A dream which for us as Christians is always rooted in the dreams, always in the singular life of God's ultimate dreamer and idealist, Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago on a dusty mountaintop before a band of ragged believers, Jesus laid out God's dream for the world, then and now. It was and is still a dream marked by lifting up, by speaking up for, for and with those that the world so often leaves behind or neglects or forgets or abandons even. Who is at the heart of this dream? Who does in the deepest sense? The poor and the hungry and the thirsty, the peacemaker and the merciful and those who mourn, the pure in heart and the meek, the brave souls who stand up for God but then are persecuted for their beliefs and ideals. And God still says, blessed are they. Blessed are they. Dare we be idealists, God's holy idealists, dreamers for the many and not just the few, dreamers with courage and faithfulness to hang on to God's dream in a cynical world, Dreamers who always work to make sure that everyone is included, that everyone has a place at the table called the kingdom of God, especially the most vulnerable, the ones we might least expect to be most blessed by our starry-eyed, idealistic God. God has a dream. Of that there is no doubt. Dare we be holy idealists. Dare we dream? I pray we will all answer yes, because we still have a dream. Let all God's dreamers declare, amen.